Welcome back to another episode of the Nutrition Spot Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about how you were taught about nutrition and healthy eating, and it led to your current eating struggles. Yeah. Let's just preface this with a little bit of backstory so people are like, I don't I don't know what you mean. So I had posted a couple reels um, a couple weeks ago on like points of view. So I, I acted like a mom, and I was very diet talky around kids. And the point of it was to showcase how what we hear from our parents and caregivers and teachers and all these things about food really do affect our relationship as we grow. And it was so interesting to see because these reels actually went super viral on Facebook. And Facebook is such a chatty place compared to like Instagram. But people were like, I wish I was I did not expect to get these comments that people were like, I wish that my parents would have taught me about nutrition because now I just, you know, want to drink pop all day long. And at first I was like, because the diet messages I was saying were quite like intense. And I feel like for the people in our world, like, mm-hmm. Ooh, like I even felt weird saying them because they mm. were like, but for the public that saw the these reels, they were like, who feel out of control around food still and feel like they are very hyper attracted to less healthy food options that they're like, I wish someone would have taught me these dieting messages because then maybe I wouldn't be where I am. And I'm, and I was like, you know, no, that's not it. It's not it because you were taught these messages. Like what adult Mm -hmm. in North America doesn't know that maybe pop isn't the most healthiest food choice. You know, Mm -hmm. like it's been drilled into us in the school system and infomercials and Mm -hmm. shows. Like we grew up with like Biggest Loser and stuff like that. You know, like we've seen the diet, the healthy versus not healthy messages Mm -hmm. so much. And I'm like, what you actually wish for Mm -hmm. was that your parents would have helped you keep your intuitive eating skills intact so that you didn't have hyper desire for those foods so that you didn't feel out of control when you ate those foods and so that you had the ability to have that inner voice that we always talk about guide you to more balanced eating. Mm -hmm. So what Nikki's saying is we're actually born with that ability and it was the messaging that we were given around those foods that actually created that perfect storm that you're feeling right now. Those The pull to eat those foods is caused by the messaging. It distorted the ability that we were born with to be like, actually, I don't want to eat five pops today. Like that doesn't feel good. Like our body is totally capable of doing that. All of us, if we weren't given the messaging that created hyper desire around those foods. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I mean, like we don't need any information, any more information about what's good for us and what's not good for us. Like that is not helping anybody, right? No, it's really not. It's been how many years now? And it's just yeah. like the problem is getting worse. Yeah. And so those people that are watching the messaging and they're just feeling so stuck, like they have, they're having struggles around food and they're like, they're frustrated. They're like, I mm-hmm. wish I had better messaging, right? Like, I wish I had better messaging. I wish I wasn't um, exposed to these foods. I know that I, I this is what they think. They, I shouldn't yeah. have these foods around. My parents shouldn't have had these foods around me. But when... I bet you like if we went back in time, you know, the messaging around those foods, whether they were present or they weren't, was probably 
like, don't eat this. It's not healthy. Right. Like yeah. the whole, like Nikki's saying, like, we already know this. Yeah. What's healthy exactly. and what isn't. Yeah. Like, <laughs> exactly. That's exactly it. We've, uh, I don't know. My kids are nine and five and a half. I mean, even my five and a half, who's now in kindergarten, she's all, already saying things are healthy and not healthy from what she's learning at school or maybe at friends' houses or from other adults in her life. And I'm like, ah, you know, like this, that doesn't, you don't need to worry about that. But like that, and I feel like that messaging is so already prominent and it's, I feel like it's come down from what it was even like for us that were raised, you know, born in the seventies, eighties, nineties, we were like in the height of mm-hmm. that kind of messaging, you know, <laughs> like mm-hmm. we even had commercials convincing us to drink milk, you know, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. it was, it, we've had all that. And so that didn't, that didn't help us have a healthy relationship with food. Mm-hmm. It brought us into our head, like overthinking yeah. food and like really disconnected us, um, us from our body, which was all this time capable of telling us how much to eat, when to eat, what to eat navigate us to a variety of foods like our body is so wise and with all this messaging flooding into our mind we're like oh 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 like we started second guessing everything and anytime like this um food came by that was deemed really unhealthy by the messaging then we're like oh i shouldn't i shouldn't have that like that's deemed inappropriate yeah like and we just had a holiday you know, a couple of days ago, Valentine's Day. So when you're gifted a box of chocolates mm-hmm. and all you can think of is, oh no, these are unhealthy. Like, how is mm-hmm. that helpful to you? Yeah. And what's supposed to happen in that moment, if you didn't have those thoughts at all, if all foods were neutral and you just were presenting with a box of chocolates, what would actually happen without any kind of messaging already inside your head? Your body would be like, yep or nope. Like it would, it would tell you if it was time to have a chocolate or you'd be like, nope, I don't really feel like having chocolate right now. But because yeah. the messages have hijacked our brain, however you want to say that, <laughs> our body's never even got a chance to tell no. you because the brain and- was like, chocolate, oh my God, we cannot have it. And then all yeah. of a sudden it turns a switch on. We're like, <gasps> but I really, really want it. I better eat it all now. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's yeah, when we feel actually- out of control. Exactly. Like if we're sitting there with a box of chocolates in front of us going, oh my God, I shouldn't have these. They're so unhealthy. Mm-hmm. They're going to raise my blood sugar. Yeah. They're going to How many calories? Gain. How many calories am How I going to eat? How in there? Sugar? Yeah. Sugar. Yeah. You know, is it toxic? You know, all <laughs> these things. Then we're going to, like when, when we eventually eat it. Yeah. Because we're so, where I have the hyper desire. Because of their chocolates and who doesn't want to have a chocolate, right? Yeah. yeah. Then it's like, then you get into this really weird stage where now you're being well lots of times we find people just dissociate you kind of just like mm-hmm. start eating them and then all of a sudden you look down and half the box is gone and you're like uh-oh you know because you're kind of like you don't want it you feel so guilty and ashamed yeah. that you want to eat the chocolate that you just remove yourself from that moment which then you know like then you don't even get to taste them and enjoy them or if you don't like them you're still eating them you know it's pile of things happen. And I just want to say like you don't actually taste them and enjoy them and so there you're still craving more. You're still then craving you're something crave. else later. Like it's just yeah. the perfect storm. Like that's exactly what's happening. So I continue. Yeah. Or or you get this one a one thought that's often really common. This is one I used to have when I was a dieter. 
going through my nutrition degree, which really defined everything as holy and unhealthy mm-hmm. <laughs> and not helpful, um, <laughs> it was like, well, I got to just eat them all so that they're not in here and tempting me anymore. Yeah. And I'd almost like, I would make myself sick how much I would eat, you know? Like, yep. Like, because I would feel like crap because I ate a whole box of chocolates. Yeah. I but love then, it. Sorry, you sorry. go. No, I was you go. Say, but then mentally I was free from them, you know? They weren't haunting me and causing the guilt anymore. Because they had this huge pull on you. You're like, I got to yeah. get this pull away from me. And that's what people are saying in this messaging. They're like, I wish that I knew better how to manage food so that I wasn't in this, you know, surrounding myself with foods that always have a pull on me. And and they just feel like really struggling, right? And they feel like if someone had said to them, you know, chocolates aren't healthy, that then all of a sudden that wouldn't happen anymore. That's a really good question, everybody. If someone told you that chocolate wasn't healthy, would the problem go away? And I hope you can see from this situation, like, no, it's not and helpful. I want to add on to it. I love that Nikki said, like, while going through a nutrition degree, that like really, really defined into our heads. That's how we met. We did our nutrition degree together. What was healthy and what wasn't? We were still struggling like mad with food. Yeah. When we were the experts in what's healthy and what's not. So therefore, yeah. more teaching around what's healthy and what's not will not fix the problem. If anything, it'll make it worse. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, I when we were talking about this podcast and like what we were going to talk about and like kind of the flow of it, I'm like there's there's two things I want you to walk away with after listening to this episode is if if you're someone who feels that way, like you just didn't you thought that you needed to know more about food that you're like, okay, no, I don't, you know, like this messaging actually wasn't helpful for me. But also if you're someone who is going to have kids, plan to have kids or has kids that you're also like, oh, I'm going to take, I can see, like, I can see why this isn't a great approach. and I'm going to take a different approach about how I talk about food with my kids. So I just want to say that just because I think that it's nice to kind of like have both sides of that. Like, you're struggling with food so much of it is not your fault and it's actually all these little things we've talked about so many different factors on this podcast that have conditioned you and programmed you if you want to use that word you know like trained you yeah trained you to be that way around food and more information isn't helping and that's Mm -hmm. you know diets are just like more information they're yeah in different styles yeah. yeah that aren't helping and that you actually, if we just, you know, do a little bit of deep inner work, identify these things, retrain your brain to have different outcomes around food and then get you back into those intuitive eating skills, mm-hmm. that's when you truly, truly feel in, in control around food. Exactly. And so we have a podcast coming up on the 28th that you can, we'll put the uh, link webinar. down below, webinar, did I say podcast guys? Sorry, yeah. I meant webinar where we're going to talk to you how to tell you, like describe to you how to undo this training so that you can get back to this ability that you're born with. And so I want to kind of give an example. Um, I was at the pediatrician the other day with my little one, he's one and a half, and she's asking me all the questions about him. What does he eat? And so (laughs) 
I, cause I know health professionals, right? Like I've been in that field. So I was like, you know, he eats all the things he eats all the things. And I was like, I even include juice. And I just wanted to see what her reaction was. <laughs> and so this story has two points. One was that the pediatrician was delighted. She was like, you know what? That That's fine. You know, she's like, and then she brought up this whole concept of intuitive eating, um, how health professionals are now integrating this into their messaging. Um, and she brought up the, the, amazing author, Ellen Satter, who talks about the division of responsibility and like helps parents with this. And so I went home. I was like, great, this is so refreshing. Like I thought for sure she was going to be like, oh, juice, da, 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 da. Um, So I go home and I tell my husband and then my husband's so supportive about our business and everything. He's Mm -hmm. like my number one cheerleader. I love him so much. He's like, oh, that's so great. He's like, now you got to get on, uh, you got to get on social media and tell everyone that even the doctors are teaching what you're teaching to kids. They're teaching it to kids now. And I was like, oh, it's interesting that you see it that way. Like, I love you. Like, it's so cool. But we're not actually teaching it to him. We're just letting it to to my son, right? Like to kids. Um, We're teaching it to the health professionals. We, (laughs) uh, us, by allowing him to have juice, like we're not teaching him anything. We're just no. keeping it intact. I'm not saying have juice because it's neutral. Have juice because it's allowed. I'm not saying any yeah. of those things. I'm just yeah. offering all the foods and there's a way to do it <laughs> if you guys yeah. need our help. <laughs> but I'm just saying there's no messaging around yeah. the foods. I'm not saying have one more bite. Have this because it's healthy. Have that blah, 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 blah. I'm not yeah. saying anything. I'm just offering all the foods. As I said to the pediatrician, I'm just and I'm including juice. And I just wanted to yeah. see her reaction. Yeah. And when you that, said yeah. we're just keeping it intact, she means we're keeping her little his abilities, his ability to eat intuitively yeah. intact. So we're not fleshing it out with all this messaging that yes. creates moral value around food and creates yeah. guilt and shame and all those things. Because I think what I always go back to with the healthy and unhealthy messaging is people like foods that aren't healthy, mm-hmm. especially children. Like who doesn't like to eat chocolate and drink juice and drink pop and have McDonald's, you know, like Mm -hmm. we enjoy those foods. Mm -hmm. And when we're, when we're told they're unhealthy over and over again, it's not in the, it doesn't come across as like a helpful thing. It, it, all it does again is it triggers emotion, guilt, shame, and especially in children, Mm. especially in children, because they're, they don't have the adult prefrontal cortex part of their brain yet. They literally think I'm a bad person if I want to drink juice because it's not good for me. You know, like mm-hmm. they just they don't get it. And like that's such a sad thing to think about. And that feeling sad because he wants to have juice, feeling bad about himself isn't a helpful life skill. Yeah. The skill that we want him to learn is he can have juice as part of his overall foods that he's offered. And he can stop when he's done. If it doesn't, you know, when he's satisfied, he if he drinks too much juice, it causes tummy aches. And we don't need to do that because, again, when there's no emotional attachment to food, it's so much easier to just stop when you're full because you're not getting in that all or nothing thinking that we were talking about with the box of chocolates and the guilt and the shame and those weird emotions. We're just like, oh, I drank some juice. I'm good. I don't want any more. That's literally what happens with him, you guys. It's so cool to watch. Yeah. Yeah. So we're born with that. 
We're born with that. It was the messaging that started bringing us out of our body and start <laughs> thinking the brain, it was the brain's <laughs> job to decide, Yeah, you know? Yeah. Now I go, I just want to do, okay. So I do want to go one step further in the sense of when we talk about like what's healthy, what's not healthy. I want you to remember that we knowing what like a balanced meal and snack looks like in terms of that, if someone thinking, well, that's what healthy eating is, you know, like knowing how to offer the foods, that's definitely important. Mm -hmm. So there is, there is that side of it, but that's, but it's not labeling it. It's as a parent, Mm -hmm. we offer combinations of food in specific ways. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Okay. Real life podcast. Well, that's exactly it. And she actually said something that was like, I was like, yes, thank you. She was like, yeah, no, no, like we don't, she said, we don't villainize any foods. I'm like, great. She's like messaging, like don't drink juice came out because people started thinking juice was fruit. Right. And that is because yes. of the thank, thank you food industry. There was and food like, guide. And, right. And it so was there on was the a Canadian lot of, food guide yeah. as a serving of fruit. So messaging got really confusing around food as when we were all growing up. And um, and so sometimes people weren't offering all foods, you know, kind of thing. So, um, so what Nikki is saying is like having the basic knowledge that we have of like what is a balanced meal, you know, that kind of thing, of course, is helpful. Like, of course, it's helpful. And that's our yeah. job as parents and, you know, what we should have gotten when we were younger. Yeah. And more what they should be focusing on messaging in school, you know, like, not that I think they should be teaching this stuff in school, because again, kids, like, it's not your kindergartner's job to decide what's for supper. Yeah. <laughs> it's the parents, right? Yeah. Um, and so that's what always drives me bonkers about all this, like, teaching kids about it is it's not their responsibility for a really long time in their life. But I get why they want to, because they want to give them what they think is skills mm-hmm. to eat healthy when they're older. But we know now that what what teaches kids to eat, again, in quotation, healthy when they're older, to have the most balanced eating is being in a home that offers food neutrally, that the parents model these balanced relationships with food where they offer balanced meals and snacks that have lots of flavor tones that have sweets and treats all sprinkled in throughout the day, the week, the year, whatever, in a very neutral environment where the kids get to explore these foods without any guilt or shame or pressure or positive or negative reinforcement added to them. That's where we see the the benefits coming from. And actually, Nikki and I grew up in a household like that. And we were, we had our intuitive eating abilities intact for until our later stages of life when messaging, diet messaging started infiltrating our life of like, that's healthy, that's not healthy, you should eat this way and that way. And then everything went crappy. (laughs) And then then the people that could like literally take a bite of cake and be like, actually, I don't want this. It was like, I was eating the whole cake. Yes, I didn't give a crap if it was my least favorite flavor in the world I was eating it yeah I remember standing over (laughs) like this I remember standing right by the kitchen sink eating a bundt cake that I had just made and I could not stop I could not stop and I remember just standing there I mean like what the heck is wrong with me why do I love food too much it's because the messaging had gotten me I wasn't like that when I was younger 
So if you are messaging, yeah. (laughs) So if you're, if you're in that boat right now where you're like, I just love food too much. I can't stop. I wish that I was better with food. Like I wish I just was that person that was better with food. You are like, you are inside. We've just got to undo some layers, undo some training, programming, however you want to say it, undo some thoughts, get it out of the head, get you reconnected with your body. And you'll come back to that person who you're meant to be of like, if you take a bite of cake and your body's not feeling it, you're like, your body's just going to be like, sometimes we don't want cake. Like you're going to be that person. You're like, I just don't want that. That's what we're talking about in our webinar on the 28th. So we'll leave the link down below. I hope this was helpful because so many of us, I always did be that person. I wish I could just get my hack together. around food. I wish I knew the thing. Like I went and did a nutrition degree because I was so interested in figuring out what the thing would be to make me my healthiest self. And it just got worse and worse and worse with all that messaging and learning. We have to unlearn. We have to unlearn it. We have to unlearn all of that stuff because believe me, when you when you don't have all that stuff running in the background and you are really just able to eat and listen to your body at the same time, your body doesn't want to eat cake all day long. It doesn't want to eat a box of chocolates in five minutes. It really it, doesn't. It seems like it's telling you right now that it wants to, but it really doesn't. Like that's it just really a sign doesn't. or a symptom that something has been programmed in you or trained or there's something something blocking that intuitiveness inside you. So, yeah. 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 All right. Episode. <laughs> well, I hope you liked. Yeah, I hope you guys like that. Let us know if you would like us to go deeper into, you know, how like the kid side of it. We have we don't really mm. talk a lot about um, raising intuitive eaters on here um, and really focusing on that kid aspect. But I know that it's a huge question for a lot of people. Um, we also do inside our our food freedom membership. We have a whole three part series on how to raise intuitive eaters, where we teach you all of that stuff. You get access to it when you are in a membership. So we can also leave the link for our membership below if you're interested in that. And our clients get on our coaching calls and they ask Nikki all the questions. <laughs> yeah, but what do I actually say when da 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 da? Right? Because it can be so confusing. It's not black yes. and white. And so she can walk you through that. So it's really, that's a really nice resource. In addition to you getting back in charge or like in control and touch with this intuitive ability, this person who just magically says, I only want one bite of cake like that. When you get in touch with that person, that's really beneficial. And then also like, okay, so how am I navigating my dinner table (laughs) so that I can help my kids keep that intact as well? Oh my gosh, it goes so hand in hand. I will hope you, when I talked about what, what's proven to show kids with more food acceptance, more balanced eating is seeing it happen in their home. It really is a win-win situation. You know, we're healing our own relationships with food and our own relationships with our body. Our kids benefit from that. Our families benefit from that in multifaceted ways. Like even our client that we are talking on on Zoom with a couple of days ago, she was like, just, she's like, I can't put to words like mm-hmm. how much less my brain is just filled with the stuff you know all those all that stuff that was running the subconscious is this healthy is this not healthy how many you know she was she was a weight watchers um client so she would do like is this how many points is this like what can i have you know and just that that 
constant happening just to be away and like to be more present as as a wife as a mom be able to take in your own self-care because now you can you know do all that stuff for you like you can actually get back in touch with what do I want in life like what do what makes me happy because you have all that noise gone and then to be able to pass all those skills on to your kids like it's just beauty it's huge I didn't really realize I wasn't being present. And so that's one of the greatest gifts that I have gleaned from it as well. It's just like, I am a different person in so many different ways. Yeah. And that that being like truly present, it's hard to know that you're not being present, to be honest, until you right. feel it, until you really feel it, like, wow, I was never here before. I was always in my head overthinking all the things before. Yeah. Anyway, that's a whole nother podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As always. Uh, yeah. As always, so, like, yeah. Well, so many we, topics blend together. But. Yeah. Well, it is all connected. Yeah. yeah. We're going to leave the link for the webinar and also the membership down below so you guys can click around and um, let us know if you have any questions about anything at all. We're here. Yes. We'll see you guys great. next time. All right. Bye. Bye.